Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks so much for being here with us on a Friday. Hope you had an outstanding week. I've had an outstanding last 24 hours. We're going to get to some of that here uh, shortly. But my man, Rajim Seabrook, in studio with me. What up? Riding along on a Friday. Last night, we uh, had the great pleasure of participating in a regime hosting uh, an awesome evening down at the Roxy Theater. If you were with us yesterday, you, re- you know that I was not here for the second hour of the show in person. We pre-recorded it and gave it to you. You know, we're always looking out for you. But <laughs> a screening of the film Who We Are, a documentary by Jeffrey Robinson an attorney from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, just all about the, the the history of race and racism in America, but but more importantly, the history of history in America. And we're going to have a discussion about that, but it was a wonderful 
evening. It's a heavy film. It's by no means something that makes you feel good. In fact, if it does, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> but, but, but is important and intellectually stimulating. And uh, I was overcome with such feelings of gratitude, particularly in the post-film discussion uh, featuring some of the um, most visible and, and well-spoken uh, people of color in this community. I thought that was awesome. And uh, then just before we jumped on the show, we kind of scrambling to get this thing started because the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival starts tomorrow. And I was just back in the conference room doing an interview, which you can find on the Big Sky Doc Fest podcast network soon, upcoming, once we get it all produced, um, about the documentary Being Michelle, which is, if you want to watch the trailer, uh, I can't wait for this documentary because what an important thing uh, what an important issue and what a a off the beaten path that maybe you don't think about. This documentary is about a woman who is both uh, deaf and mute and also uh, severely autistic, who then was incarcerated over and over again throughout her life. And it's all about the the misunderstanding and the lack of training for just society in general when dealing with deaf people, but let alone um, mm. law enforcement. And so I'm interviewing right now. We're in the midst of the interview. We had to bring an interpreter in because uh, one of the subjects of, of the film and one of the supporters of the film, Harold Fox, he is also deaf. So we had to wait for an interpreter to come here. So we were up against it. But regardless, this is the stuff that I love. I love sports because I love people. I love stories of perseverance. I love the direct adversity that's presented to humans by sports. I know a lot of you out there think I'm sort of surly in my lack of fandom when it comes to sports. I don't actually care about any result that happens in any game, unless, of course, I gambled on it, <laughs> because uh, uh, I'm just here for the result uh, and, and the story. And that's what I everybody always asks me, who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the best story or for any of the good stories to emerge. And that's why I love the Big Sad Documentary Film Festival. It's a wonderful part of this community, incredibly um intellectually engaging, but also challenging. And I think that uh, as I've studied my own mentality, I've studied the mentality of others, one of the most important things that we can do is continue to challenge ourselves, continue to be uncomfortable, and continue to strive for critical thinking. Because the moment in which critical thinking ceases is the moment you become a drifter. And when you become a drifter, that's the moment when evil takes over. That's how evil takes over in the world. So Continue to get yourself educated. I know there's a bunch of people out there that's so excited for the Big Sky Doc Fest. It gets kicked off tomorrow in Missoula, so we'll have a whole bunch of coverage for that. We also are going to talk some sports. This is going to be a formative part of the conversation. We're going to talk about culture and the, and the state of society in America more than anything else in this show. But we are going to talk some sports. A wild night in the Big Sky <coughs> Conference last night um, with a, a, a variety of, of uh, unpredictable and haphazard results. So we'll get into yeah. all that. Also, our good friend, Carolyn. We'll swing by for a little levity, little uh, little laughs, and uh, of course she, she brings the heat and makes fun of Aaron Rodgers for, you know, it's hard to make fun of a guy for losing his fiance, but it's easy to make fun of Aaron Rodgers for everything at this moment in time. So uh, we'll hear from our good friend Carolyn and uh, also talk a little bit about the big preps hoops game here in Missoula tonight. A doubleheader down at Missoula Hellgate. The Missoula Big Sky boys and girls play at the Hellgate Knights. The Hellgate girls coming off their first loss of the season, a double overtime loss to Helena Capital on Tuesday. Meanwhile, Ty Hobbs, the head coach there at the Missoula Big Sky for the girls' basketball team, they are so improved. I mean, they are one of the most improved teams 
in the last 10 years in the state. This is a program that only won three games in three years, and they have six wins already this year. So that'll be the first game of the doubleheader. And then the Missoula Big Sky Boys, one of the most athletic teams in the state of Montana, and a team that's been knocking on the door to almost breaking through into that conversation as a true contender. They go up against a team that's absolutely a true contender and affirm themselves as a real contender after knocking off top-ranked Helena Capital earlier this week. The Hellgate Boys have now won 10 out of 11 and sit in a tie for first place in the Big Sky Conference. So that's what you got in the show today. That's our show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Brent and his team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics, and they can answer any and all of your real estate questions here in the city of Missoula. You want to stream the show, you want to find the show anywhere online, you can listen to it on your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, everything in between. You can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and you will find the stream. You want to be involved in the show? You have thoughts about the Big Sky Doc Fest or the Super Bowl halftime show or the Hellgate Big Sky matchup tonight or Big Sky Conference basketball, anything in between? Call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, you can always stream the show on YouTube as well. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, as always, we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport has the largest inventory of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. Go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. What's up, my dude? How you living? Well, my man, uh, it's Friday, so I'm always happy to be here with you and my end the busy week. Uh, I'm well. I'm, I'm I'm still living off the high of last night's uh, gathering of in our community. What a what a great great night! It so, was it was so great, yeah. and I was so uh, it, it was it was um it was so cool to see. First of all, the 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 theater was sold out. It was a great attendance. Standing room only. Standing room only. I mean, really, literally, our, like there were people guy, standing to watch. Our, our brother Jayton, he had to get an extra chair because he he came in. He wanted to get some popcorn, and then he inspired me. I had to sneak out real quick and get some popcorn too because it looked <laughs> looked too good. But then he pulled up a chair right next to us. Um, the the friend that I brought, we couldn't even sit together because we got there right at uh, five thirty, right before it was about to start. Yeah, because uh, I was running uh, quick from this show. That part was cool. The fact that the Zoom had so many attendees on it was also cool. People were turned away at the door because, I mean, it could, I mean, sold out is inevitably predicates that, but it's sure. just like the fact that people continually had to be turned away because it was just there was that much energy around it. Yeah, and it was a, it's an important film, so if you have a chance to watch it, um, I believe you can find it on HBO, right? I mean, it, it's available. there's a couple of different like uh, outlets that stream it. Um, it's all about your personal preference. Some of those, some of them, I've never even heard of, and the ones I don't hear, I don't trust. Who We Are is the title of the documentary by Jeffrey Robinson. Amazing! And, uh, it's an important. I mean, it's a must-watch, honestly. And uh, we're going to do a whole bit of commentary all about this uh, in the second hour. So stay tuned for that. But first and foremost, let's talk about the here and now in the sporting world. First of all. It's so funny. The Friday thing is so interesting because the weekend of sports happens, and then we have a whole week of other sports that happen. And so it seems like forever ago that the Super Bowl happened, but it it wasn't. It was just last Sunday. So I haven't talked to you since then about the Super Bowl. We talked about a variety of other things. What did you think of the Super Bowl? We should call this show just on Friday's first take and last word. Because of how how the we kind of swing in between both uh, worlds. 
Man, that was a great game. It was a great game. It was solid. It was one of the it, better Super Bowls of the last couple of years, right? Oh, absolutely. It was it was it was one cuz last year was a blowout. Snooze fast. And then 2 years ago was a 13 to 3 clunker where Jared Goff was just announcing to the world, "Oh my gosh, the, the, my magical run is over. I'm done, son." And then the one before that was actually the epic Patriots comeback, but it's been a couple years since we've had a really good back and forth with a lot of flow, and that's kind of what we saw on Sunday. It was a great game. I, I love the fact that, well, first of all, no one named Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl. Loved <laughs> it for that in and of itself. Uh, it was a great game. What I loved about it was it's it's it was a game that was played well by both sides. There were great adjustments. There were times when both teams looked like, you know, dog do, but then were able to, you know, make clutch plays. Um, Cooper Cup. Is a <laughs> that's a tough guy. He took hit after hit after hit. Matt Stafford played a when he was on target, played a great game. Did did he get injured in the game? Because there was a couple of throws that he made where it was like that's so not Matt Stafford for sure. Um, but it, it is Matt Stafford. But though. it is Matt Stafford. No, it, Matt, it, Matt Stafford is a guaranteed pick every game. It's a matter of if he throws. Oh, two or three. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, feast, famine, high risk, high reward. I loved it, man. I love the fact that it was close. Joe Burrow is grace under fire. Nothing rattles this kid. For sure. To have that much poise, and I would dare say moxie. Yep, good word. At this age, on that stage, impressive. And he'll be back. He will be back. I worry. The thing about the Super Bowl, though, is the NFL is so much more transparent when it comes to injuries. Yes. It's actually required that you have to have injury yeah. reports and things like that. They can't fake it or keep it out of the news like you can in college and mm. high school. Yet, if guys get hurt in the Super Bowl, those are the one injuries that that maybe sometimes don't come out. I was pretty convinced that Cooper Cup on the the it was two plays before the game Concussed. winning touchdown he got smashed. smashed and it was reviewed for targeting he looked so out of it he even looked out of it in the on post the, game he was totally hunched over like you could just see his shoulder his body language was like I'm here, but I'm not here. Totally. It was very akin to Tommy Malott, the Bobcat quarterback, after the, the South Dakota yep. State win yep. in the semifinals. He was sort of in a daze as well. Glazed but, over. But then you realize what you just accomplished, and you get a rush of adrenaline. You can do the post game and all that stuff. But I thought Burrow actually it, it looked like he got his bad knee crunched as well. So, well, I mean, he got hit, what, sacked eight times? Seven times. Seven times, yeah. yeah. And that's just that's ridiculous. Uh, but... It, He's used to that at this point. Like that's that's been his whole season, especially in the playoffs in particular. But as as young and as resilient as he is, the boy bounces up, like bounces around like a bad check, and uh, he still played a great game and put his team in a position to win. Um, it was it was a great game. It was a wonderful game. The halftime show. It's Nuanas now, by the way, ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook is Yo. in the studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Uh, the halftime show. Probably the uh, the most widely beloved halftime show that we've had. Usually it's like almost always just so scrutinized. There's always something to complain about, whether it's Shakira and J-Lo just being too damn sexy for everybody to handle or Adam Levine flexing it out with his tattoos and being shirtless or, you know, the weekend tripping people out with all his mirrors that most of the people watching the Super Bowl don't get what, <laughs> what that's all about. But this one seemed to be widely... Uh, appreciated. What did you think of the halftime show? 
It made me feel old. Really? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit because uh, I was at a Super Bowl party with my kids and a bunch of other kids, and they, uh, they were like, "Who, who are, who are these people?" And really? It was, yeah, but you need to educate these kids. But they're th- that's just how young they are. Sure. And it, the, the other issue with that is outside of. Uh, no, those people aren't cranking out music anymore the way they did either for the notoriety to be there. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So to be fair, and, and love and war. I thought it was great. Mary J. Blige looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I Like... Fifty something years old, like I, I, I want, some, I want that cough syrup, man. I, I want to look that good in my fifties, which is literally around the corner. <laughs> um, it was great. It was good to see Eminem. Snoop Dogg still just lights me up, man. I just so funny. He's funny. Like I just don't. It's and it's not like he's telling jokes. I see him and I just start smiling. He just makes me laugh. <laughs> so funny. There was there was a there was a, a certain Twitter feed, and this is why social media is so ridiculous. Because there's a certain Twitter <laughs> yes, feed. Yes, it is. Uh, basically, of a photo evidence of Snoop Dogg uh, smoking some cannabis before the Super Bowl halftime show, and there was some outrage from a certain sector of society. And somebody else quote tweeted the tweet and said, "You must be new here." <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's hindering his ability to be a functional member of society. I mean, he's a multimillionaire, and I think he's been smoking some joints before uh, every performance of his entire life. So I, I, I think yeah. we're okay. I think we're okay. New is now ESPN Radio. SWX. Montana Television. All right, so I'm going to eat some crow here for just a quick minute because yes. sometimes I'm a little harsh in my analysis, and uh, that's you know that's what I'm paid to do. But I-, I was proclaiming that I thought the Montana Lady Grizz loss at Eastern Washington on Monday was an unacceptable one. Well, I, I backtrack on that just a little bit because Eastern Washington – they turned a major corner over the last 10 days uh, in women's basketball because they went into Bozeman, which at this moment in time is on par with Missoula as the hardest place in the big sky to play in women's hoops. Mm. And they got after Montana State, too. So MSU loses just their second conference home game of the season, 76-69 to Eastern. So Eastern Washington now 5-10 and 10 in league play. The Montana State women, they fall to 11-4 and four in league play. But that was just one of what was an insane night in Big Sky Conference basketball in both women's and men's hoops. So here's a quick look at everything that went down. MSU women lost to Eastern Washington and Bozeman. The Lady Grizz played a wild back-and-forth game in which there was 21 lead changes and 14 ties, Mm. but they emerged with what I thought was a must-win result. The Lady Grizz could not lose for a third game in a row because that would have made it uphill sledding to get back into that coveted top five spot, get a bye in the Big Sky Tournament. The Lady Grizz do emerge with a win over Idaho, 76-73. Sophia Styles, probably the best game of her career, 27 points, which I believe is a career high. They also got 16 from Kendall Keller, which was her best game of her sophomore season. And so the Lady Grizz, 76-73, and, and they moved to 8-6 and six in league play. On the men's side, Montana State's 11-game winning streak snapped in Cheney, Washington, that in itself was actually not that surprising because it was a matter of when, not if, Montana State was going to lose. You're not just going to win all the games, especially in this league. And Eastern's a tough team that's been playing a lot better. They were coming off a win over, uh, coming off of a win over Weber State, which was a good one. So they took some momentum in, and the Cats they took that thing all the way down the wire. It was a wild finish. Raekwon Battle hit a three with 20 seconds left that he was also fouled on to help Montana State tie the game in overtime. Then Eastern gets a bucket. Linton Eccles the third, 
who is one of the best transfers in the league, a former San Francisco State product who's a Division II guy who's now tearing it up at Eastern. He had 38 points and six rebounds. Excuse me, 38 points and eight rebounds last night. He also had a bucket to that was the go-ahead bucket for Eastern. And then Montana State, with .3 seconds left, they get a lob from the inbounds, and Raekwon Battle puts it in off the glass, but he caught it instead of tipping it, and that's the rule. If you catch the ball at all, .3 seconds isn't enough time, even if the light isn't on yet. That's a clock operator, uh, basically, flaw instead of the... Uh, the rule is if, if, if there's .3 seconds or less left, you can't go in. So that would have tied the game, would have sent a double overtime, but instead Montana State loses. That's not that detrimental of a loss, though. The Bobcats still in first place in the Big Sky. They're 12-2 in league play, and I actually think that they needed... Uh, a loss. So we'll stop there just for a minute before we get into the even more unlikely result that happened in Moscow between Montana and Idaho. MSU, it's not, you never say you want, you needed a loss, but you want to lose, you want to have your win streak end now rather than in Boise, right? I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to go back. I think that this is a bad loss. I, I, I think the, I think the, I think the, the, the rule or the regulation or the stipulation of that, like, Dude, that's a bad loss last night. Like you, it, t- t- or for for the other team, a controversial win. Sure. Like I just, I you just mean a tough to swallow loss. A, a, yeah, jagged pills. Sure. Alanis Moore said, "There sure. we go." Sure. Um, I, I I I think I like what you're saying, but as with anything in sports, a loss is never a loss. A win is never a win. It's how you lose, how you win. And losing like this is such a the word cringe comes to mind, but. It's one of those that can kind of stick in your craw and linger. For sure. This Montana State team is so veteran, though. By the way, yeah. Andrew Houghton, our producer, a correction, not Raekwon Battle on the tip-in. It was actually Amin Adamu on the uh, the potential tip-in, and they lose. Mm. But I think this will be one that, that makes Montana State have, have a vault back up, though, now because I think that they can readjust from this and uh, continue to chase their first regular season Big Sky Conference title since 2002. Want to talk bad losses? A bad loss is going on the road to Moscow, Idaho, and playing the University of Idaho, which only had five Division One wins entering this game. It was almost laugh out loud watching Idaho in Missoula about a month ago. I couldn't believe it. Uh, they only had two assistant coaches. They only had two guys on their bench, and they had almost no talent besides a couple guys in their starting lineup. Yet they dropped eighty-two on the Montana Grizzlies, and dare I say the Grizz are in a tailspin now? That's Four losses in their last six games, including losing to Idaho State, Northern Arizona, and Idaho in the span of one week. Those are the three worst teams in the league record-wise. Uh, is it time to panic if you're Travis Secure in Montana? Uh, hey, the, the word, the, the the song from, I think it's like 83 or 84, burning down the house, comes to mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in a house full of fire, and your bucket that you want to help douse that is filled with gasoline. Something's got to change. They got to change. They got, they, well, here's the thing is if you're going to dig your heels in on the style you're going to play and you're going to grind it out, play defensive basketball, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But you better win. You better well, you have better, a counterpunch. 66-64. You better win 58-48. Brother. You can't give up 82 to Idaho. You no. can't let Idaho hit nine threes and beat you up and down the court in transition. Really weird because this was a pivotal game for Montana, first of all, to erase what was those two bad losses to Idaho State and NAU last week. They just added on. But also, they now have a a break all the way until next weekend, and now it's thwarted. Now you have this one stuck in the back of your mind, in the front of your mind, 
bad taste in your mouth. You don't have another opportunity to get it out. And you got much tougher opponents on the horizon. They still got to play Southern Utah. They still have to play Montana State. And they still have to play Northern Colorado. The other thing that was sort of insult to injury <laughs> when you talk about the rest of the league is Northern Colorado moved ahead of Montana in the standings after Monday's win over Southern Utah. Well, UNC was another one that stubbed their toe and had a bad loss last night. They lost to Idaho State. So that was a missed opportunity by the Greers. They could have re-overtaken uh, Northern Colorado, but instead they didn't. So the rest of the Big Sky Conference, Weber beat Stack predictably. So Weber keeps space. They're alone in second place. Idaho State beats Northern Colorado. So both Montana and Northern Colorado, not good results for them when they could have picked up a game considering Montana State's loss. Portland State beats NAU. So now Portland State is sort of the only team that's stuck right there in the middle. They're 7-9 and nine in league play. So they're clear of Northern Arizona, Idaho State, and Idaho, but still keeping pace or trying to keep pace with the likes of uh, Montana and Northern Colorado. And then on the women's side, the day, the day actually got kicked off early because Northern Colorado and Idaho State and women played at noon, and UNC upset the first-place Bengal women, 53-52. We talked about that yesterday with our good friend Krista Redpath around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. And uh, NAU ripped Portland State. Portland State's women are just all the way up a creek with a brand-new head coach and the worst COVID situation in college basketball, and it's it's not even necessarily their fault as much as where they're located and the, the stipulations and the, the metropolitan uh, population density and all of it. We don't need to get into any of that, but Portland State is 0-13 in league play, so NAU, Ooh, really? NAU ripping them, not that surprising. But then the other surprising result, and this actually helps the Lady Grizz and then makes Montana State's loss not quite as bad, is Sac State, the hottest team in the league, having won 9 out of 10 entering last night. They lose to Weber State 62-52 with a matchup against Idaho State looming on the horizon. So there was at least six, three on each side, unpredictable results in the Big Sky Conference yesterday. So uh, maybe we're being a little too hard on the men, Grizz, because everything was kind of wacky yesterday in the Big Sky. That's kind of what happens when you get into the middle and end of February. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, rocking with you here on a Friday. Let's have some fun. Our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, swings by next. Keep it right here. See you, Spin Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Big Sky Conference basketball got all wacky on Thursday night. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In Cheney, Montana State had its 11-game winning streak snapped 
It took overtime, but Eastern Washington handed MSU its first loss of 2022, 88-86. Linton McLeese poured in 38 points while Steel Venters added 19. As the Eagles moved to 8-7 in league play, MSU is now 12-3 in conference. In Moscow, Montana suffered its third head-scratching loss in a little more than a week. Grizzle allowed Idaho to hit nine of its 15 three-point attempts as UI earned their fifth D1 win of the season, 82-76. The Grizz are now 10-6 in league, while Idaho is 4-11. In Missoula, the Lady Grizz halted their recent slide against a struggling Idaho squad with a 76-73 victory. In a game with 21 lead changes and 14 more ties, a pair of Highline products paced the Lady Grizz. Senior Sophia Styles, a Malta product, poured in 27 points, while Kendall Keller, a Haver native, added 16 points as Montana moved to 8-6 and six in league play. In Bozeman, Eastern Washington's women are all of a sudden the hottest team in the league. Three days after upsetting the Lady Grizz in Cheney, EWU handed the MSU women their second home conference loss of the year. EWU is now 6-3 in league, while MSU is 11-4 in the big sky. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Well, happy Friday, everybody. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded on a Friday and played it for you on a Friday. Hope you're having an outstanding end to your week. Big week in Missoula. Big weekend in Missoula. I'm going to the Hellgate Big Sky basketball game tonight. Very excited for that. Big Sky and upstart team, Hellgate. Winners of 10 out of 11. Tied for first place in the Western AA after knocking off number one, Helena Capital, earlier this week. So I'll be down with the boys game. We'll have full coverage of the boys and girls games and all the crosstown recaps and a look at the district tournaments next week. But in the meantime, our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, is here with us here, not in studio. We're actually in the conference room of Missoula Broadcasting Company. We tell you all our problems around here. It's good for you. Let everybody know what's going on. Got a mic issue, but that's fine. You don't care. You just love the quality of this sound. Carolyn, what's going on? Well, my knees are weak and my arms are heavy. <laughs> I, I've i been hit by the halftime show and I can't stop rapping. I, I love this. Um, I think this was uh, such a revelatory halftime show at the Super Bowl. For, for a lot of reasons, the halftime show is something that is always scrutinized. There's never really been a massive, that was awesome feedback of any Super Bowl halftime show until this one. I think part of that is that the the people who rule the main space of social media right now are people between the ages of like 25 and 45. So then therefore this is like the perfect demographic for this music. More than anything though, I've always thought it's silly because there's always been complaints about like the quality of the performance but also like the sound. Rock and roll bands have a really hard time playing in 100,000-person football stadiums. You have to be like Metallica with, like, the most epic equipment ever. Well, when you're Dr. Dre and you do have the most epic equipment ever, you've played at Coachella and all these other festivals. The sound was just way better, first and foremost, but I also thought it was just great seeing those guys. I'm sorry I was a doubter. They are all still fully rocking. It was awesome. Yes, I immediately texted you and said, I hope you feel like crap right now because they were so Awesome. I, I mean, I can't get over it. And the best part is this week, I have to tell you, um, on Spotify, as of Monday, 
Dre and Snoop's Still D-R-E was number two with one million streams. And next episode was number five with 800,000 streams. They were eight out of the ten, the top ten iTunes downloads uh, as of Monday or Tuesday. So we old people still got it. That's the thing, though, is that these people aren't old. There's been so many old people on the halftime show, like really old people, like people in their late 60s. Like how old's Bruce Springsteen? He's got to be like in his late 60s or early 70s at this point. Um, we've had like the Rolling Stones and like, yeah, I don't know. In mid-40s and early 50s is not old. Ask the Gen Zs that. They were all calling this old music. Well, that's that's because they don't know good music. They've only had the last 20 years of mediocre hip-hop. It was fun, though. I also thought it was uh, so fascinating because not to get into the, uh, the cultural or political parts of this, but I also thought it was funny that uh, there was a lot of mandates or less, at least suggestions for these guys before the halftime show. If you know about gang life in L.A., red and blue are very inflammatory colors. Snoop is a very uh, connected to the Crips, which is blue, and uh, they told him not wear blue, and so he wore uh, a blue headband, a blue sweatsuit, blue shoes. He wore blue everything. They also told him to not kneel, and so Eminem decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead. So I thought that was classic, too, just the irreverence of the performance. Snoop's uh, head-to-toe Crip bandana outfit was pretty much the best thing ever. And I don't condone gang violence, okay? I'm not down with that. But if you're a 90s kid, you remember it was like almost part of pop culture, the Crips versus the Bloods and all of that stuff. So it was just an interesting nod to that. And uh, Snoop... I mean, I, they need to take the show on the road. They need to go on tour with this group, minus Kendrick Lamar. They just brought him in for the youths. But uh, <laughs> but I did hear, so then all week Peloton was doing um, like Super Bowl halftime show rides and boot camps and all that. And this morning I did a Super, Super Bowl halftime show ride and there were a couple Kendrick Lamar songs on it that I really liked. So I'd, I, I wouldn't have known otherwise because I am an old person. But um, all in all, super excited. That was like, I mean, I think everybody is still pumped from that. For sure. Well, I know that you wanted to wait till Friday to record this thing. So uh, why? I know that there's a lot of things that have been going on in the Olympics. Uh, it's so funny because Justin Angle and I have talked about the demise of Olympic interest over the years. And I was telling myself, well, I'm going to be into it. I'm going to be into it. I haven't been into it at all. I watched the highlights on Twitter. That's it. I haven't turned the Olympics on one time. And uh, I think that there's a variety of reasons for that. Most of which, though, the sports are so niche, it's so hard to even, like, really determine who's good at what. But you also got a bunch of cheaters out there, or at least perceived cheaters. I don't know. The Russians are racking up medals, and there's a lot of controversy behind it. You know, the Russians are always controversial, but this year, this poor, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, Camila Valiva. Sounds right. The 15-year-old, she was, um, she's been accused of doping, and um, they had said if she medals, they won't even do a medal ceremony because they're still investigating everything. This girl is 15 years old. I mean, the pressure, and she collapsed under the pressure on uh, Thursday night, and fell, I think, four times, came in fourth place. And instead of being nice and loving, her coach said, why'd you quit trying? 
Well, that sounds uh, on brand. Or is it, Vayu, quit trying? I don't know. <laughs> well, the, I thought Andrew out and our producer said it best uh, when he said, the fact that this girl is even on par with some of these other elite figure skaters is just a referendum on uh, human decency because there's no way you can be this good at something. She fell because she was trying tricks that no one's ever done before. And to be able to even do that when you're only 15, it seems like it takes an inhumane amount of training. She also fell because she was in an insurmountable level of pressure that under the best of circumstances, you know, would be hard. But to be a 15-year-old having the entire world watching you, knowing you've been taking illegal drugs, whether you knew it or not, whatever it is, I mean, people in her own... Uh, com- f- figure skating community didn't want her skating and said she shouldn't be skating. Um, her own team, I don't know if you know this part, Her sh- so two other teammates, one won the, sil- one won the gold, one won the silver. One of them ended up, they're all bawling because they're, f- they're kids. Sure. And she gets off, she sees her scores and she says, I'm never skating again. I'm never getting on the ice again. She did, I think, f- three or four quadruple Lutzes or whatever they are. I mean, the whole thing was just awful. I mean, talking about, I thought my life with teenagers was an emotional roller coaster. I can't even imagine what those three girls, what that night was like for them after. I mean, the poor things. And their coaches just didn't care. That sounds just so on par for the uh, the Soviet experience, as it were. Check out those sports here on Duana's Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Our good friend Carolyn with us here on a Friday. I shouldn't say I haven't cared about the Olympics. It's just a completely different viewing option. I just don't turn on the TV to see what I want. I just go on Twitter or Instagram and search the names of the Montana people or like the, right. the athlete. Google figure skating, which is what I did, yeah. Right, exactly. So it's just kind of a different one. But I thought this was a great tweet from our good friend Kyle Sample, who's a great friend of the show, a great friend of mine. And he says, I'm watching the Olympics, and the Olympic TV guy is describing skater, uh, describing a skater who's just spinning around and flawlessly landing on a knife's edge. She's a skater that everybody can imagine themselves being one day. <laughs> the announcer says, he says, nope, what she did is literally impossible. No one can do this but this person. I think that's so on par for exactly what the Olympics is, especially figure skating. 100%. So this whole doping scandal has me curious. So we all remember Shikari Richardson from last Summer Olympics. She got disqualified and didn't get to go to the Olympics because she tested positive for marijuana. Now, marijuana, if I remember correctly, which I can, I guess I can say because it's legal now, <laughs> it doesn't give you any sort of edge on the, on the track. Whatever the stuff these Russians were taking sure. does. So why is it that this girl got to continue to, to compete? And then Shikari Richardson didn't. I just want you to chew on that. You don't need to answer it. Well, it is, it's, there's so much uh, about all of this. That's, uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. Let's just say, uh, where Shikari Richardson's from and what she looks like has a huge influence on the penalties that she receives. It's just like Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. Aaron Rodgers threw fits on the sidelines for the Green Bay Packers for years. 
I talk, talked about it on the show forever. Ryan Tutel was in complete denial of it. He says, you're making too much of this, whatever. Well, then Kyler Murray does similar things this year for the Arizona Cardinals, and then he scrubs his uh, Instagram and his Twitter of the Cardinals logos, and everybody thinks that he's getting traded and he's getting roasted to high heaven. And again, you can make the implication yourself, but there's a definitive reason why these are two different things uh, in the uh, in sort of the perception of the sporting public. Well, I hope that opens people's eyes because it's totally messed up. It's totally messed up. I mean, Shakari Richardson is a incredibly um, brash and uh, dare I say cocky, like in a good way, sprinter and. Uh, it's not even just about race, but like so much of that is just is I don't know. It, it's uh, it's abrasive to certain people, so I think that that influences the way people are punished. Whatever. Chico does no sports. What else you got? Well, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, um, huh. Aaron Rodgers and Shalane Woodley uh, broke up. Who is she? I have no idea. She's an actress. She was in Big Little Lies, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. But it was ever since he dated, dumped Olivia Munn, I was just like. I don't care about you anymore, dude. As far as your relationships, like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, that's the good... That's the, oh, I don't know. Seems like that's as good as you can get. I think Shalane Woodley just <laughs> didn't want to be dating a woman anymore. <laughs> and she wanted a real man. Oh, my God. Also, your joke yesterday was... Aaron Rodgers can't get married because he's clearly allergic to rings. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm taking a page out of your book. <laughs> yeah, Rodgers, the saga continues. It was so funny having Tutel in here on Wednesday because he's just all the way dug in. He, he's just, he thinks Aaron Rodgers is sweet. He thinks he's staying in Green Bay. He doesn't think that his indiscretions are a distraction. He doesn't think that his prima donna attitude is a big deal. He's in full denial. He's just like, yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers, best player in the NFL. I love him as a Packer. But I think that that's so microcosmic of what most people that are in or connected to Wisconsin think. Only our boss is the one that's screaming like, get him out of here. Everybody else is like, if he wants to play for Green Bay, let's go. I don't care what he does. Um, Tutel sounds like an abused woman, and he's just making excuses for uh, this bad behavior, and we might need him to seek help. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> she doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. We have a couple craft cocktails to give away for you here in just a little while, courtesy of the AC Hotel, one of the best new spots, downtown Missoula. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll keep on rapping. What else you got? All right, this is old news, but I meant to bring it up last week, and I felt it was very important. Lamar Odom is on Celebrity Big Brother, and <laughs> Celebrity Big Brother, they tape you or video you 24 hours a day. And they have him on video after he accidentally pooped his bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we got to rewind. This is a thing? They tape people for 24 hours a day. You live in a house for 24 hours. I mean, you live in a house indefinitely. I forgot. I think it's like eight weeks, maybe. I don't know. Sleeping, showering. Everything. Using the john. Pooping the bed. All of it. <laughs> and he, at the end, I think you win like $250,000. Whoever's the last one there and doesn't oh. get voted out. And oh. I think they get voted out by fans watching. I don't really know. All I know is apparently Lamar Odom has IBS and he pooped the bed. Oh my gosh. 
It's a miracle that we've survived as a species this long. It has to be coming to the end. Who wants to watch that? Have you ever watched this? Who watches the show? I don't watch it, but it gets big big ratings. Why? I don't know. Who cares? So it started as, remember when Survivor came out and like yes. all those shows. But that's a competition. Those I people know. are like on an island. They have to like do stuff to actually survive. Why do I care about Lamar Odom like walking in the shower and how he like plucks his nose hairs and stuff? That's so stupid. I think they do have to do some things in the in the Big Brother house in order to stay. I don't really know. I don't watch it. All I know is this poor guy had an IBS outburst out of his butt, and now we all know it. We've reached new lows on this show and as a society. It's the chick who doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. What else you got? All right. So we talked about the transfer portal. Yes, we did. And we talked about when a student or a, a student athlete puts themselves in the transfer portal. What mm-hmm. what does that do? Because everyone can see it, right? No. Only specific people with specific logins. It's like a it's like a crazy database that only certain people have access to. For a while it was everybody that was like involved in coaching and athletic departments. But because the names and usernames and things started getting leaked and like media started getting them, people started getting them, um, just layman people, whatever. Uh, they now have dual or triple level of authentication. So you have to have like fingerprints and uh, eye scans and your username really? and password. This is this is so ridiculous because all it is is a database of names of 19 to 22 year old kids that just want to go to a different school. It's it's insane. The whole thing is insane. In its premise, it's actually nothing more than what it already was. Transferring was already a part of college sports. They just made it way looser for your ability to transfer. You don't have to sit out anymore, or at least as of right now. And part of that I agree with because it's been a crazy last couple of years. It sucks to be a college athlete in a lot of ways right now just because of all the volatility of COVID and you lost a lot of time. And, you know, so if you get, I mean, for example, so many athletes, like when COVID first hit in the spring of 2020, like the first shutdown came around, all those track and field athletes would have just lost the last season of their career. So they gave them an extra season. And then a lot of times a lot of those kids graduated and they want to go do something else, so they go to a different school for school, not even for track. So that's one thing. But then it's just become like this trendy thing, and I don't know. It's just so funny to me because there's thousands of names in the transfer portal, and most of them are never getting called by anybody. Well, ASU's football team found out their quarterback put himself in the transfer portal. This is Arizona State. Yes, Arizona State. And they his teammates raided his locker and basically we're like, get him out of here. We don't want you here anyway. All this stuff. So somehow his teammates found out and were not happy. And so hopefully he gets transferred. Well, this, this is the crazy part, too, is that na- entering your name in the portal doesn't actually disqualify you from returning to your team. In theory, you can enter your name in the portal. If you don't get recruited by somebody, you can come back. That rarely happens in college football because it's so cutthroat. But like at Montana... For the Lady Girls women's basketball team, there's two gals. That one, who she just straight quit the team, and then when there was a new coaching change, she came back, and now she's playing. Then there's a second who entered the portal, and then when the coaching change happened, she removed her name from the portal and came back too. So it's not always cut and dry. That's hilarious, though, that his teammates were like, get out of town, buddy. It was all over their Instagrams. They posted it and took videos of it, and, um, of course, it ended up on my favorite website, TMZ. 
And uh, why is TMZ writing about twenty-year-old boys? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the audience. I get like, I think it's a a, a, a referendum on our our. Uh, Here we go. On on uh, what our intellect as a culture that TMZ even exists, but I I do get the allure of like. The drama behind famous rich adults. This kid at Arizona State is a kid. Who cares? It was under TMZ Sports, okay. if that makes a difference. I don't know. But he's not, like, famous enough to, like, for have people care. You can call TMZ and ask them. I don't know. I just I just report the news. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> Reporter Carolyn here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Chick who doesn't know sports. What else you got? Um... That's all. Well, I have one thing, but I don't know if I want to say it. Okay, well, let's go. Antonio Brown told reporters he doesn't think Tom Brady's really retiring. Okay, well, Antonio Brown is living in a different realm of consciousness. Not, that has nothing to do with his opinion on Tom Brady. I just don't know if I'd believe anything that guy says. I don't know if he can find. I don't. I don't know. He got naked in the middle of the field. I've never seen anything quite like it. He also went to the Super Bowl with Kanye West, so that tells you the level of crazy he's surrounding himself with. Because my favorite part of Super Bowl Sunday, besides the halftime show, was Kanye's uh, Instagram meltdown, where he was going crazy talking smack about Kim and Pete Davidson. I mean. It was the best part of the Super Bowl for me, minus the halftime show. Didn't see it. Was he in Wyoming? No, he was at the Super Bowl with a mask over his face next to Antonio Brown. Did you hear a word I just said? I just said. <laughs> These guys. I still want to know who invited Madonna. In the famous Twitter video with Antonio Brown and uh, Kanye West yeah. and everybody sitting there, and then there's Madonna. Madonna yeah. and her big fake butt. <laughs> I had no idea Madonna has a big butt either. Got anything else? Also said this last week. Do you listen to a word I say? Always. I just can't. I can't keep it all straight. It's all so asinine to me. I don't know why anybody cares about any of this stuff. Because we do. Okay. <laughs> Chicken doesn't know sports. Presented by the AC Hotel. Thank you for swinging by, Carolyn. Thank you. Have a great weekend. TMZ keeping us laughing, keeping Carolyn informed, and uh, you know contributing to the. The slow erosion. <laughs> Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How about something fun? You want a pair of craft cocktails to the AC Hotel? We got them for you. All you got to do is call us and be 21 years old or older, obviously. But if you want to head down to the AC Hotel, check it out. It's a new place in Missoula. You don't have to be staying there to go hang out there. They have an awesome bar, great place to chill on a Friday or Saturday night. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. Call number three. We got a pair of vouchers for you to try some of their delicious craft cocktails down there at the AC Hotel. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. How about a little history lesson? More brevity here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
I, I pride myself on knowing the ins and outs of the music history. Whenever Rajim Seabrook is in the studio, we're always talking funk, soul, into hip-hop. The collaborations, the, the bridge, all of that stuff. I felt so uneducated, though. Super Bowl Sunday after the game, we were playing some board games with the, the party that we were at, a little, little get-together. And I was playing tiny desk concerts on the on the <laughs> TV just to, you know, have the DJ. Yeah. It's easier because you can just get it on there. It's 20 minutes. You only have to pick, like, three an hour. Yeah. Better than just DJing every song while you're trying to play a game. True. So I flipped on the Isley Brothers tiny desk, which is so good. But I had no idea that Big Papa or... Today was a good day. We're both Isley Brothers. Both of them. Samples. I, I, both I, knew, of I them. knew the Isley Brothers of like the 60s when they were like temptations heavy, right? Yeah. Like they were like in the suits and they had the deal. And yeah. It's shout and, you know, uh, what was the other big one they had? And then the 70s came. But then the 70s came and they be, and they actually, their songs weren't as pop culture popular, mm-hmm. but way more soulful deep deep yeah. less less i had no idea mm, yeah the isley brothers have a rich history man talented talented family um i love it when you play music like that gotta love it well uh, hour one almost in the books uh, we have a request from my guy in the back that we uh stay on track here so we're going to continue to try to do this but how about a little history lesson for today as we wind down hour number one here on nuanas now we've been doing this uh from time this. to time uh, this is my book, The 100 Greatest Sports Stars. It came out in 1954. And so it's very striking, just the the athletes you know and the athletes you don't know. So our athlete for today is Eddie Collins. Uh, Eddie Collins was one of the great second basemen of all time. Um, and I, I know most of it's funny because I was obsessed with uh, – Baseball when I was a kid, and so I read all about the history of baseball. But Eddie Collins was famously played for the Chicago White Sox, one of the great second basemen of all time. He had a lifetime batting average of three hundred of three thirty three, excuse me, and stole seven hundred forty four bases. So sort of innovative when it came to that. And uh, he was one of the greatest players in the world in the uh, teens and twenties into the early nineteen thirties. So there's your history lesson for the day. The next three I'll tease for next week. Are ones that I uh, I don't know, so that'll be fun. We can learn together. Our one of the books. Hope you had some fun, because now we're going to get serious. But that's a good thing, because serious conversations are necessary. Hard conversations are necessary. Tough education is necessary. We'll give you a full recap of last night and extrapolate on the discussion. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.